0: And you are listening to Podcast 118, a Hey Arnold re-education where every week two lifelong friends gather to re-watch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon, Hey Arnold. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm joined by
1: the unknown. Michael, my name is Michael. That
0: was good. I tried to throw you a curveball That's and okay. you, you fielded it. You <laughs> homered that one. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. I uh, still in the midst of our, what's the, what's the Dragon Ball Z word? Hyperbolic time chamber.
1: Hyperbolic. Yeah. Hyperbolic time chamber. One of those things. Michael that's Jackson, Jackson that's Michael the, Jackson's I mean, I hyperbaric chamber. That one. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, recording these episodes during the strike. Uh, we'll release them later on because mm-hmm. uh, the most part in solidarity. I,
1: yeah. Either yeah. when the strikes are over or when like SAG-AFTRA, gets back to my email saying whether we can or can't because apparently the rules are a little fuzzy for like animation but yes we shall see either way it yeah.
0: makes sense they're I, mean, I feel like practice. we're also in an additional gray area because harold yeah. is aired and completed yeah you know what i mean yeah, 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 so, yeah i don't know but we shall hey, see i'm gonna i'm down to play the game we were in the industry i was in the industry
1: I'm a, I'm a consumer um, of the industry <laughs> i was uh yes. i was featured in some like social media stuff uh for nickelodeon and a couple of comic cons back in my spongebob cosplay yeah you were, <laughs> yeah, you were. proud of you mm-hmm. uh Thank but today
0: you. uh this is episode 16 of season two crazy we say this every week but it's it's kind of why
1: it's weird <laughs> yeah but
0: i'm loving the consistency same uh, michael and i had a lot of fun with these episodes we were just we we're riffing ahead of the pod here um But these are two heavy hitters. We have Coach Wittenberg and 4 Jack back to back. Got a couple of things to pepper in between, but before we jump into that, just be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Good Pods, wherever you like, wherever you're listening. Leave a rating review if you feel so inclined and uh, put some emphasis on that, especially if you like us, because uh, you don't have to be alone listening to us. You really don't.
1: (laughs) You can join Um, the dozens. Join the dozens.
0: You can can join the dozens. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get further into double digits. Uh, but yeah, social media, we we have those. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at PC118Pod, or email us at PC118Pod at, wow, after saying the ampersand okay. twice, you get lost in it, uh, it's bit. PC118Pod at gmail.com, uh, and today, we're gonna start off with Side A, Coach Wittenberg, original air date of November 12th, 1997, written by Jonathan Greenberg, directed by Stark Howell and Larry likelider in which Arnold and his friends get Coach Wittenberg, huzzah that he's back. to be their new bowling coach but all he does is yell and make them do (laughs) push-ups which i don't know if you can really complain about if i'm honest it's learned that helga's bowling team is coached by tish wittenberg coach wittenberg's ex-wife
1: are they are they exes or is he just kind of like kicked out of the house
0: you know this is what hulu or hulu this is what wikipedia okay okay and i don't know if they know something that i don't but the spoiler that i omitted was the last bit of this mm. which is another episode that focuses on the two characters. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Never like, mind no future
1: spoilers like they're they're on the rocks they're mer- they, you know things are a little weird. Fucking yeah. Tucker's nowhere to be found <laughs> in Tucker any of this. Dead, so. So, maybe that's what maybe that's a that that's what maybe that's the secret headcanon here that like exactly. Tucker. <laughs> <Tucker's dead. laughs> Tucker Tucker suffered a life-threatening concussion while trying to shoot a free a, a free throw. <laughs> he didn't trust the ball so the ball bounced off the rim and like hit him right in the temple and he's dead was,
0: like, a final destination <laughs> <laughs> oh my god basketball induced coma
1: and they and still they used the uh, the fart noise for when he died the... yeah
0: and then coach wittenberg and tish had to pull the plug mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay um, sorry, sorry i didn't mean to get off track this, but yes this no, episode was these amazing ep-
0: these episodes were the like these i think were a highlight of the unhinged episodes for me yes of this I batch this batch so this so much fun and this was like a welcome break from the kind of like again love love all the episodes love the TV we were consuming from them but this was a nice break from the kind of like middle of the road like plateauy mm-hmm. episodes we got for the last couple of weeks
1: yeah that's a good point
0: yeah and i had i had just a lot of fun this one feels like overall it feels like a period piece in a lot of ways <laughs> because it feels like tossed back to like 70s or like 60s with like the bowling theme and like sure. the color scheme sure, and all sure. that stuff.
1: Yeah, the drive-through, the drive-ins, whatever you call them, like the Sonic drive-in yeah. situation where he goes to yeah, like all the way lick to his moons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Mhm. And also just like us again like us us kids sports comedy and I don't know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that. I re, I tried my best to like this was what, what, when everybody was doing like very specific like media consumption during like COVID lockdown. I was I told myself I would watch every like 90s kids sports comedy i could get my hands on i didn't get terribly far i did like the mighty ducks trilogy then i did sandlot and big green and little giants um Airbud? bud no 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 no, no. Okay. i did not get there but but i could circle back to Airbud. like i mean this like this mike i could go for like mike and watch like creepy little young jesse plemmons who uh factors into my We'll factor into this podcast at a point that we uh is yet to be uh, revealed. Yep. Um but now this this made me want to watch fucking Alley Cat's strike though. I mean Yes. Down to the Hell, contrived yeah. down to the you know, right down to the contrived strategy for hitting a seven ten or six seven split.
0: It went there. It really did go there. <laughs> oh, man, like this episode was so fun and I don't know, like bowling is one of those weird weird sports that like it's popular in weird places and weird pockets mm. like pickleball is these days i'm glad you brought that up continue right but i have always enjoyed bowling and maybe it's because we lived so adjacent to a bowling alley it was the was one the
1: one thing to do in our hometown <laughs> was to exactly. go bowling if you didn't know how to surf just go to the bowling alley exactly basically yes. or do drugs or do yes um,
0: that's another thing to do in our hometown um but I think that set the tone for this episode for me. Is I just I have a I have a soft spot. Same. To like, no, totally. I
1: <laughs> totally do I've I jammed my finger my first time going to that bowling alley because I put my stuck my hand in the. We well, didn't even get a full game in. We were I don't know like five you figured frames. figured it too aggressively. I put my finger in the not 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 like Coach Wittenberg sticking his finger. I mean the finger strength on this man to be able to stick his finger in a ball, his index <laughs> finger, and just whoop, you know just hold it up like it ain't no thing. But yeah, I start- was
0: definitely a six pounder. <laughs> I mean, you can also tell that coach Wittenberg is the kind of guy to have like all the grocery bags in one hand. Yeah. He has one of those, so, like
1: he has one of those squeezy muscle hand muscle things that he just uses at home or in his like yeah. divorce slash like college student housing apartment that he was staying in in this episode oh my god there's (laughs) so much to go into with this for sure for sure but anyway real just quick anecdote i i was like four or five frames into my first visit at uh rip um no Mm. longer with us i uh my finger was in like the ball return thing and like probably like a six pound ball like shot back up and like messed up my finger and we had to go home i went home crying but anyway short drive home though it was yeah not terribly far uh that that (laughs) hill is pretty steep uh, especially if you're yeah, learning to drive for the first time. That was <laughs> um,
0: when you were driving? No, nah, no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm just saying in general that hill, oh, like, yeah, as a general geographic feature. But That's what true. I, <laughs> what stuck out to me for this episode was it was the same. And I want to try to, like, look at this more when it comes to, like, episodes that focus on particular characters. This yeah, me. this is the same. Uh, Jonathan Greenberg also with Bench Warmer. So I'm really curious to see if, like, he continues to be, like, the steward of Coach Wittenberg because. Not only does this feel, in terms of Coach Wittenberg's characterization, it feels it's equal parts consistent, but also an evolution. He's way more fun to watch here than he was in Bench Warmer.
0: Yeah, and I also would appreciate that this, like, I don't know, maybe... Maybe this is one of those things where, like, we, we we were talking about how some of the episodes were like the leftovers from the cutting room floor of of season one, yeah. right? And this one very much continues Coach Wittenberg's narrative. Mm-hmm. And knowing the little bit of things that we do about what's next, it's cool to see that this thread is going to be tied together. Yeah, it's like an seasons. arc.
1: He's actually, he's like, a, he's a recurring character with like an actual arc that f- kind of proceeds for the yeah. next few times we see him, which is really nice. yeah
0: which is telling something too about Mm -hmm. his character as well, because I mean, either you already remember him when you see him on screen because Mm -hmm. he's that iconic of a character yeah, or within the 12 minutes they get, they do a good enough job of reintroducing the character, getting you acclimated to the water and taking it across. And Mm -hmm. that's, that was a strong opening to this episode was like him as a janitor like yeah. it's kind of sad but you get to hear the entire thing about like yeah they oh, recap man, we can't it do this unless we have a coach yeah yeah oh wait i know a coach that we had
1: <laughs> <laughs> remember him <laughs>
0: they, just, they just do so good they do
1: so good with this stupid mop like bothering me incess repetitively incessantly and which i was gonna say i was like this was this was the coolest thing for me rewatching this like I didn't realize, okay, um, I didn't, it seems like his grammar and vocab actually seems to have improved a little bit more. But then you see that like Tish, she's the same like ridiculously flowery with her language, but she uses all those words correctly, even if she comes off like a high schooler just trying to pad out the word count on her double spaced essay as well. for sure.
0: I noted the same thing. Like yeah. Coach Wittenberg has definitely improved upon his <laughs> use of the words. Like I don't think he even messed up on anything. It's like, not as bad. When he was coaching.
1: Yeah, possibly. So which brings us to our new uh, character specific segment here. Yes. Retroactively okay. forever henceforth will be known. Hence thusly. <laughs> that was pretty good. That just happened. Um, See? And he
0: used them right. It's like right he on. just uses them in excess. Yes. So it is.
1: Okay. So this is where we talk about uh, all of like the. the kooky uh, sayings and uh, turns of phrase that get a little bit butchered or incorrectly used entirely by one Jack Wittenberg, and uh, I will forever be calling this segment (laughs) wittenberg You're welcome. Um, I wrote down the ones. There wasn't as much, I think, uh, because I did. Maybe that's why I liked it better, because... It felt again equal parts elevated but a little restrained because I guess he was a little yeah. more humanized in this episode compared to yeah compared to benchwarmer. Uh, so these are just the phrases that stuck out to me. If anything comes to mind for you, uh, let me know. Um, should I, I just rattle them off? So firstly, my universe came crashing down at the seams.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, yeah, that's a good one. Very
1: close but no cigar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, and that was when he was coaching. Now,
1: okay, yes, that's right. Ch- Well, right before, right before he was like telling him what happened. Yeah. yeah. As well. My recumbent firing recumbent means lying down. I mean, it sounds like it could be right. I think that's the whole fun. That's the whole humor of it, but it's close. Okay. The honorarium would be all mine with an an honorarium is a payment given for professional services that are rendered nominally without charge. So close. Mm -hmm. Just too many, too many extra letters.
0: (laughs) All the extra letters.
1: The, the <laughs> elemental thing here, situationally was speaking. The best one. That was the best one. <laughs> Again, that sounds close. And he's like trying to give Eugene, Eugene his uh, pep talk and everything. Mm. My prerogative to supervise. Yep. Yeah, prerogative is actually apparently like a class-driven thing. Mm. Uh, but my personal favorite was I'm turning over a new limb. Mm.
0: That's the best one. That
1: was, that yes. was. <laughs>
0: Turning over a new limb. So
1: just as I feel we have uh, in this the last like 10 or so episodes of this podcast. Oh, we really turned over, a new limb. turned over a
0: new limb. We <laughs> really, really did. <sighs> they gave us a gift with these ones. So, A, I forgot that Tish also wears a whistle, which is hilarious. Oh, she does. She, she does. does. His so, and hers whistles. Funniest thing to me. <laughs> and then just seeing boisterous, like, headstrong Coach Wittenberg be such... A sub,
1: <laughs> a beta.
0: <laughs> so
1: coach, good. Coach Witten, so, beta.
0: <laughs> so good, so good. And then they just like I don't know the 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 confrontation between the two of them is fine, whatever. But the way that she signs it off with "You're out of here."
1: <laughs> just ever the Chef coach, Kessler. ever the coach is God. And you can imagine so good. a husband and wife who so are both good. coaches. That sounds nuts.
0: That sounds insane. And the <laughs> fact that he got kicked out of the house to go back to whatever subsidized... S- student student housing. housing. Student housing is yeah. Park Merced at SF States. <laughs> so gross. It made me uncomfy. Uh, how about this bowling team, huh? This was a, a random assortment. Yeah, the lineup <laughs> was
1: kind of... Okay, so again, we got Harold and Harold, Arnold and Gerald, <laughs> yeah. Eugene, Harold, and Rhonda. I guess, like, it does, it did feel very disjointed. I guess that's the point, like, you know. I it, think so. And they don't yeah. even want to be there in the first place anyway. It seems like they, they're pretty checked out as far as, as far as this whole bowling thing goes.
0: Yeah, and I don't even know how they would have gotten all in the place because you had to organize yourselves to play in the league, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like... And they had the hard part done. Like, they had the hard part of getting everybody together and interested in them celebrating after, like, being terrible at bowling was so funny,
1: too. Like, the one pin, the Arnold hitting the one pin. I got one! All <laughs> oh, right! Yeah! One, one pin is nothing! One pin is pathetic! You are all pathetic! <laughs> well, I mean, none of them observed proper... uh if if there's any real loser here, it's it's these kids like chests and triceps because none of them can do push-ups properly. Yeah. Like definitely elbows in handicapped ones. Like yeah. elbows in heels of the palms, I believe, like parallel more or less is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, no, they're they're in pain.
1: Also great mm-hmm.
0: visual comedy is just Rhonda's gutter balls. They're the best ones, I think. <laughs> they just go directly to the side. <laughs> <sighs>
1: so good do, 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 um, do, do, do.
0: but then we get directly into the dorm which i I had to pause i had to pause and look at it because it was like there was a tv hanging out the window there were boards on some of the windows <laughs> i i was hoping that it was some kind of tongue-in-cheek thing but the fraternity was delta omega kappa which isn't an acronym no i recognize no okay or anything but then also university avenue bachelor's slash yes department yeah <laughs> Gross. Do you think that's where he was in college? Like lived in college? Do you think
1: Oh maybe I mean, yeah, we might have kind of like an Uncle Rico situation here, sort of like, you know, if coach put me in fourth quarter, we would have been state champions. Like he gives he gives off that kind of energy.
0: Yeah. I was also like, this is me thinking too hard about it, but he had a framed jersey mm. in the back mm-hmm. saying coach, which like, I don't know, maybe he sus and has a second life <laughs> 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 and relives his heydays at beer parties.
1: Wouldn't, beer thing wouldn't put it past him i don't know he's got a very boisterous personality he seems like that yeah
0: i will say as our resident i hate arnold person this felt like good arnold
1: like, it was pretty he he believed in the coach just enough he wasn't pontificating about it he wasn't you know it was it was just right it was a very well balanced uh yeah good guy arnold like
0: yeah, I feel like this was the first time in a long time that Arnold has actually listened to the person talking and like <laughs> venting to it and sharing something. Yeah. And actually adds to the conversation, uh-huh. like reassures them of things and reminds them of their strengths mm-hmm. and their successes and potentiality. Know, shortcomings. Yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't lie to him. He celebrates the potentiality and mm-hmm. helps Coach Wittenberg truly turn over that new limb, <laughs> which is well deserved
1: speaking of turning over a limb man you had a crazy uh, like we went bowling a few times together in like senior year of high school you had like a very aggressive technique but it got results but i always wondered if it hurt or not the way you would throw the ball
0: i used the light ball oh everybody that's what it was swing. yeah everybody was trying to swing the like 12 and 13 and 14 pounders <laughs> because we were seniors we're <laughs> strong no, I would grab that 10-pound ball, two-finger it, and curve that out of it.
1: There we are. Mm-hmm. It Still do. Worked every time. Still do. <laughs> worked like a
0: charm. That's how I got my 140 on the board. <laughs> not the best, but not terrible. Not all good. All good. <laughs> PT118pod at gmail.com if you want to organize a bowling league. I the hope... Screaming while careening down the lane was yeah. also peak.
1: That was great. That was good. And it was like... Yeah. And I think it's like, I think it was sort of like the, well, ironically, kind of like the bench or the understudy Eugene. It's not the Eugene that like we hear most often, mm-hmm. It, it was, but it was you know, much more shrill. And I guess if anything, it is, it's just dorkier the way this Eugene whispers strained beats, strained yeah. beats. Yeah.
0: They're pretty close. I will, uh. I will say like whoever they have to trade off between these two, mm-hmm. they they do a decent enough job of each other. Yeah. Uh, it,
1: they were good about that with the casting department. Yeah strained beets is is i
0: I don't know how i feel about that though no i mean
1: wouldn't that just be i mean what is what does it mean to actually strain something are you just like take pressing it against the colander and draining out the liquid i mean like i have to assume that this means okay the
0: canned beets okay yeah is, probably yeah i think this is the field we're playing in yeah maybe he just doesn't add them to anything and like i get it beets have a decent texture like yeah. a textural component in the salad yeah in
1: a salad bar i like those beets those little like shred, yeah. shredded ones yeah
0: yeah absolutely or even just like the you know the what are they like little like circles or like mm-hmm. just kind of like sliced the dough um, yeah the discs yeah the beets. yeah but it's a it's a weird mantra. It's a weird <laughs> mantra. And it reminded me a lot of like, who was Arnold teaching how to shoot free throws?
1: Oh, t- Oh, um, dearly, our dearly departed Tucker. Yeah. Gone, but <laughs> not forgotten. <laughs> yeah. So
0: basically coach Wittenberg is going to adopt Eugene
1: basically and make him his new star player. He, ar- <laughs> he already affectionately, amazing. affectionately called. I like the way that he affectionately refers to him as red. Like it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And there's a lot of good coach Wittenberg and Eugene moments too. Oh. Like you get to the 7-10 split and what I, I, and what I think is, we win the tournament yeah, I think it's a, probably the best line read of the episode from both of them. Like when coach Wittenberg says you pick up the spare, yeah, and like, it's like acknowledging the weight of the situation mm-hmm. that makes it easy for Eugene to hold it yeah, and then it was so Eugene good. feels like there's a lot of shoulders. Or a lot of yeah. weight that he's shouldering, uh-huh. but you know he's not afraid. I guess he's a little nervous. But maybe, no, they like that line read stood out.
1: It did. It did an interaction. It did. And on top of that, we also got a uh, shot for shot, or at least like frame for frame, copy of uh, Coach Rittenberg whispering strained beats into Eugene's ear. Yeah, exactly mirrors that. Uh, that more far more famous, far more memeified a frame from Dexter's lab where he's like saying, omelette du fromage into the girl's ear because French oh, yeah. is the language of love.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> French is, that's um, interesting. Who thing. named this team? This was arguably, okay. So we have Helga's angels, which yeah, is like clever, clever, badass. And then we have like the most non-aggressive uh, name for a bowling team of all time. Do you know what is, I didn't know what a Zephyr actually was. But a Zephyr is a soft, gentle breeze.
0: <laughs> That's a badass word for a milk toast thing. For
1: a not cool concept, I guess. I'm like, uh, I'm trying to think Zephyr of the...
0: Zephyr did come out of nowhere.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like there was nothing. I mean, there was nothing. We just hear it like... It doesn't Zephyrus say it on their R, go. Yeah, that sounded cool. And then but then we get like that badass like little like music sting for Helga's Angels coming in.
0: Like whatever it was. She's a badass with it too. You go going down mm-hmm. and then fucking rolls it and banks all of her clout on it and hits the strike. She, Let's go, Helga. I
1: mean, come on, Helga's kind of a badass. She got and that was the fifty first utterance of Hey Arnold in this hair program on wow. um, that gag run. Uh, way to go check in, we're yes. almost
0: at the channel that nickelodeon was on
1: was 53 right? Yeah. Oh I wonder right. what I wonder which uh, one we, okay let's let's monitor that uh for whenever we finally hit that number
0: <laughs> yeah good call um directly following that we get harold with the wee
1: bowling uh mistake too <laughs> like
0: flopping and the oh, ball yeah. flying behind him into
1: <laughs> the yeah. fucking yahoo soda machine ah! Ah! <laughs> like he only gets I think he only he has like one line of protest like about how much they he doesn't like Coach Wittenberg, but the rest, it it's all just Harold going, it's just, what do they call it? And, damn, I should know this. I learned this in in, in one of my VO classes. Like Wallace. Wallace, yeah, where it's like, mm. it was just a lot of like, Wah! Mm. Like, Justin Schenker, he, he had a probably pretty easy record uh, this week when they cut That's this one. Easy paycheck. But yeah, classic, simple, just like down-to-earth win for Coach Wittenberg. Yeah. I, I forgot you know, like Tish goes to the Tish goes to the drive-through as well to like you know stress eat her losing burger. She just comes in, we get the wide shot, and just like we just get a hey coach, and I'm just like, come on, dog! Like it was a great, I loved great it
0: ending. I loved it. I think mm-hmm. all of the exposition mm-hmm. shots of this episode were really good. If mm-hmm. I'm honest, the set piece of the bowling alley I think was really cool. The front of the bowling alley when they're out front yeah is also very really, very cool.
1: simpsons barn like that's 50s 60s bowling alley exactly. aesthetic yeah
0: yes the simple look at the uh i mean as, as funny as it is the look at his you know his subsidized housing mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and then the di- the diner shot was like they did they did their color really well there it, too like this yeah. the, like dusk kind of lighting they gave it
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah that was cool very very good yeah uh, it was all uh, places we've I noticed n- before oh sorry <laughs> i said it was all places we've never been before like this all new settings this whole that whole episode
0: yeah no reused assets Mm -hmm. and i think speaking of things that we noticed as well i don't know if i've noticed it yet but arnold's hair was really bouncy this episode and it was really bouncy in the second episode too
1: yeah it's this it's this like this particular visual like package yeah. or whatever it's like this yeah it was
0: distracting almost. yeah like it maybe was...
1: maybe that's part of it why i don't I'm not crazy about it it's uh almost a little too much so i mean it's like it's like when kids were like taking turns drawing like super saiyans and shit in dragon ball z it's like it's very specific it's not just big for the sake of big or whatever like and there's mm-hmm. actually like several like iterations of Arnold hair obviously as we will see yeah. so we'll see which one is yeah. easiest on the eyes
0: exactly it was distracting but I will kind of like cap it off and say that this, this was overall like a net positive impression that Arnold left upon me. Yes. So well done Arnold. For sure. Um, appreciate you. Great, that. great
1: Arnold instead of hate great. Arnold. That'll be the yeah, opposite. This
0: was, this was great Arnold. Yeah. And, <laughs> For some of our viewers that have listened to another couple episodes, uh, we do a fan cast. And yeah. we decided that we're going to start positioning these at the end of the episode. So you've got context of us rambling about these characters. That is true. In. That is true. Um, in this particular episode, we have our castings for Coach Wittenberg. And we came to one name each. And both, I feel, are pretty solid. Okay. Pretty, pretty solid. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start off because Go I ahead. think yours is more on the nose. Sure. But I think this is a Jack Black role.
1: Okay, I mean, I was thinking that too. Like, if not sewer, yeah. because yeah, fuck it. I mean, like instead we could have what's his face from sh- what we do in the shadows. You can get sewer king. Jack Black's a guy Matt you want to see running. over and over again. Matt Berry, Matt Berry. Thank you. Sorry.
0: I want Matt Berry in every position. I want an okay. episode where Matt Berry plays everybody. Oh, that works too.
1: <laughs> but yes, I think Jack Black would totally nail all of these for sure it's his birthday actually so yeah let's give let's 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 throw him up throw him a bone yes today is jack black's 54th birthday happy birthday happy birthday jables yes
0: yeah no i think i think he would play the physical comedy really well Mm -hmm. um i think that he would play that kind of like aggressive but remember to reel it in a little bit yeah
1: school of of rock jack black yeah good point good point Mm mm-hmm
0: yeah. And then I also think about thinking ahead who I would cast as Tish with this, which I'm not going to say Yeah. Later, let's save
1: that. Um, That's going to, okay. But I
0: think that Jack Black implies some really great pairings. Okay. All right. <laughs> that that could make this couple really pop. thing for sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right on. So uh, uh, let's just give it to Jack Black. Uh, are but, you sure? Where's this really good? I mean, okay, fine, fine. I'll just try to argue the case here. I do. I'm just a huge Jack Black is. I mean, I spoke of how much of a fan I was of John Goodman and talking mm-hmm. about casting him as Mr. Green, but like Jack Black is that to me, but more. Or like I will mm-hmm. any literally any dude. Like if you if you haven't seen The Holiday, like please go watch The Holiday. It's one of his best performances, and he'd like you totally buy that. Like Kate Winslet would fall in love with him. Like come on, man. Yes. Like. Yes. So I'm getting like a little glassy just because that movie's so good. <laughs> um but anyway, I was just the thinking he's a banger. For sure. Um anyway, I was just thinking in the same vein of uh what like some of like the live action Star Wars uh stuff has been doing where they're like letting the people who voice some of the these characters uh play them in live action, like Katie Sackhoff is mm-hmm. Bo Katan and uh Lars Mickelson. Yeah. Um gonna play Thrawn both in lot like, cartoon and live action. I was just, like, thinking to myself, I'm like, this is so... We I mean, talk a lot about how good, like, the even the adult voice casting is on this show, but it's just, like, I don't know who the hell else read for Coach Wittenberg, but, like, I, I would imagine they all pale in comparison to Jim Belushi. It's just... Mm-hmm. So, he's not... full. Fo- I mean, it's, like, the polar opposite of, say, like, a Miss Felter who just plays it very, like, straight. Like, this is a... Everything he says is a choice, like every the every line read and everything and it's just i just i just trying to picture him like in the booth trying to like say all this crazy shit and uh it would just be so super surreal to just like see jim belushi say all this stuff like with his actual face circa yeah, like 1995 absolutely. but jack yeah. black is great too i i would i think at least we could just give it to jack black i think on on principle <laughs> my my jack black stand flag flying high
0: that's yeah that makes sense i i I think it could be tough. Jim Belushi is, he's got the namesake yeah. already. So yeah, it's so hard.
1: Two JB's. Um, oh, that, there's yeah, that too.
0: <laughs> wow. They can be the two like Eugene reads. They can switch. Episodes. Yeah.
1: There could be two of, yeah. Just like two aunt Vivs and fresh prints. Like there's stranger things have happened Two two Morgans on boy meets world, etc. Yeah. Longest time. <laughs> long I
0: like. Distasteful recasting. Basically.
1: Those are always too jarring. That's true. (laughs) Uh, All right. I'll just put it at Jim Belushi slash Jack Black. Like, again, we can subvert expectations with this uh, shot for shot remake. That's fair. I take it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone? Yeah, bring it. Perfect. We are
0: flipping the DVD, if you will, to Side B Four Eyed Jack. Original air date November 12th, 1997, written by Craig Bartlett, story by Danica Ivanovich, and directed by Tuck Tucker and George Chialtas. And in this episode, uh, the ghost of a former boarding house resident is believed to have been causing strange occurrences in there when Arnold and Gerald find an old pair of glasses believing to have belonged to him or i jack uh we got a horror episode out of nowhere yeah. like a like a, like an actual horror like movie episode
1: a follow-up like in many ways both a follow-up but infinitely superior to haunted train on like every yeah. single front like yes. starting the same yes. with like grandpa setting up the story of like what they wind up chasing after going after but this one's just a like this all you know this actually was a fucking horror show um, <laughs> yeah. um, I just love the setup, and it, it was nice to like pair Arnold and Gerald with the border, the border bros. Let's just call them that. Yeah. The the trifecta yeah. of Mister Wynn, uh, Oscar, and Ernie.
0: Yeah, it was the raid party.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, God, this. I forgot. Like for me, I thought like, ah, oh, this episode's all right, whatever. Like before I rolled on it, I'm like, from what I remember, but like by the end, I'm like, I kind of love this episode. It was amazing.
0: <laughs> yes, this one was firing on all cylinders right from the jump. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if the, like, what, I guess, director of photography or whatever were shared between these two episodes, mm-hmm. but this one also does really good exposition shots all mm-hmm. the way through. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you get you get the, uh, the boarding house in a little bit more of, like, a sinister light. You get the walkthrough of remembering Four-Eyed Jack or whoever he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. With this kind of like, almost like a little bit of Freddy Krueger, a little bit of Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So the boiler
1: room and stuff being his uh, his sure. domain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I think it was a really strong decision to start with the guys meeting. Hardy Boys. Oh which, sure, because you know, then it's... we all know is a is a tongue in cheek to the Hardy Boys, mm, the which per- mm-hmm. Hardy Boys goosebumps like bangers, fingers finger, bangers. finger on the pulse, loving all of those <laughs> they were so good and like i don't know they had great names too like they didn't pull any punches like the purdy boys dig up a severed hand in the cellar come on
1: the per- how it's about so that no let's no how about let's read this one the purdy boy is stuck in a castle with the bunch of undead mummies <laughs> yeah.
0: or the purdy boys experience paralyzing fear from shockingly vivid visions of murders they believe to be hallucinations until they realize that their waking dreams are terrifying reality
1: I don't think I read that one. Oh,
0: did you read the matriarch of the Purdy family passes away and the Purdy boys <laughs> proceed to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry and attempt to outrun their sinister fate that they've inherited by blood?
1: Is that actually, is that the Purdy boys or are you describing the plot of Supernatural? Because it sounds like it could be both.
0: So the first one was, um, oh my God, Malignant.
1: Oh, Malignant, Malignant. Okay. And I just... The second was Hereditary. Oh, oh that's a freaking.
0: Um, I am your mother. I am your mother. Oh my God, Tony Collette. should Mar- have gotten the Oscar? What the? F-
1: oh, I thought you were gonna say you wanted Tony Collette to play Susie, but I think she might be a little too hard edge for that. But we can find Tony Collette something here. Let's, let's, keep, Collette. let's keep her on the short list. Hell yeah. Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> wow. I I think I've said this in like probably every episode. Horror is my favorite genre, I, so like yes, I I have I have a bias for episodes like these. Um, okay, there's a they, there's a
1: fair amount of these in Hey Arnold, and like they don't it's a mixed bag for me like but i think there's a few more come a couple more horror shows coming up i think they just get i think it just gets better i think the more yeah. you get because if anything it just serves to like show how all the characters will and in- would inherently respond in a situation like this which we do get here like gerald is always kind of the skeptic arnold's idealism shining forth and he's like yeah we totally need to like you know whatever like help four-eyed Jack cross over and, like, have him make peace and the glasses and everything. Ernie, I guess, yeah, is a pretty, I guess it, it makes sense that Ernie's kind of, like, superstitious and trepidatious. Like, he's knocked down a lot of buildings, so he knows a thing or two about, and he respects the process, too. He doesn't just, like, blow shit up or, like, knock shit down for the sake of mm-hmm. it. Like, there's a reverence for these things. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got their thing. Yeah, like Mr. Wynn with the offerings and Oscar with the horseshoe that he keeps in his pants.
0: <laughs> yes. I love that you went this way because when I said raid party, that was the real thing that I thought of. I was like, this is literally a Dungeons and Dragons party. Because <laughs> like, Arnold is 100% the paladin who believes that he's right and that everything that he does is gold and he's got plot armor. Okay. True. Gerald is 100% the bard. Okay. One hundred percent. Yeah. Because he's got style, but he also has a little bit of that levity and disbelief. Uh-huh. Oscar's the rogue because he goes rogue. <laughs> uh Mr. Wynn is the cleric. Yes. Easily so. Okay. He's reasonable. He tries to reason with both sides of of the argument. Uh-huh. And then Ernie's the barb. He's your he's your tank.
1: That's true. He's he's to- he's Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, absolutely. Honor he's among Thieves Good and movie. evil. <laughs> Or what? Um, no avatar where she just like dies in a helicopter. Oh, <laughs> Crap! shut okay, it. Got it. Got Does it. she die <laughs> in Lost? Does she also die in Lost? She's like the Sean Bean. Uh,
0: oh yeah, she dies. She dies okay. in literally everything. Okay, okay.
1: And then sometimes yeah. she comes back to life because and just has amnesia and is a uh, yeah running, you know, running with the <laughs> other team of uh, mercenary driver precision drivers.
0: Oh yeah, the the part was sick. I loved the like story that grandpa weaves visuals for it too but it's like when you get to the end of the episode and you realize the reveal which i mean we can spoil now it's like it's the secret bathroom Mm -hmm. and it's grandpa taking his shits the amount of either preparation (laughs) into having this story ready yeah or just the sheer sharp wit that grandpa has Mm -hmm. to be able to make this whole story up about using the boiler room cooking refried beans
1: Honestly, okay, yeah, because now I'm like, wait, did he was he he was saying this to like deter them from investigating? But I was like, you sh- yes. I think Grandpa, you should know your grandson a little bit better than this. Like, he's gonna go poking his head around everywhere. Um, yeah,
0: Grandpa's a hundred percent your villain in this episode. Yeah, kind of, kind of is. Yeah, it's not like the traditional villain, no. but like, yeah, he's 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 doing a little bit of subterfuge.
1: I wonder who's like dirtier in the ninety in the Nickelodeon Grandpa. Pantheon, Grandpa Phil uh, from Hey Arnold, or Grandpa Lou from Rugrats, because they're both like reading or watching things they shouldn't be watching. Remember, like Grandpa Lou, he's like he rents the kids like the dummy bears, da 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 da, but he's watching like mermaid ladies from blah blah yeah. blah blah. <laughs> but he's like, you don't, you think I don't? You think I want anyone known about my extra bathroom? I'd never get my reading done. Wink, bing. <laughs> so he's masturbating. <laughs> I mean, up something like that, but. Nice. Well, you boys um, it believe it. Nice you boys believe what you want. Nothing to do now but pray for mercy.
0: <laughs> he also does that "woo-hoo" line read. Mm-hmm. Like after saying refried beans, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah. just so loud. It's... God,
1: <laughs> how are you? Like two of the most iconic like cartoon grandpas of all time. Like it's not fair. <laughs> it's... it's
0: there's just a lot of talent in there. Also obligatory. Yeah. Me and the boys for i I'm looking for beans because that's what this episode was. Yes drama i have in all caps the vengeful unholy crypt keeping ghost of four-eyed jack because that's a great sentence that someone wrote mm, mm-hmm. yep
1: so good dude yeah um, like the like the way the way he turns on it he's like no what i'm saying is yes like and the music sting and yeah he just goes from zero to like the intensity of it that's yeah that's what reminded me so much of the the haunted train story but uh, yeah it's yes, so fucking gripping
0: <laughs> so so good just everything about it, and, like I think about what it would have been like if if this wasn't a grandpa forward episode, but if it was like another myth written by the kids. Mm-hmm. And I feel like grandpa just made it hit different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The the myth reads by Gerald are so good, but we don't have Sid, so it doesn't feel complete. If Gerald was to like, you know, mm-hmm. revisit the urban myth of this, grandpa's believable, which is the thing. Like, he's he uses a lot of like really big like semi unbelievable scenarios. Mm-hmm. But his delivery is almost always believable. Yeah. No matter how outlandish the story is. Yeah. And that's been everything that he said. Like every, every single thing. that
1: Whether he said. it's cho- yeah, between Chinese checkers or haunted trains and four-eyed Jack, he just he can he can really spin a yarn. It's a banger. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. And assembling the party was hilarious. Like like Oscar like holding the door closed while things are perpetually breaking. Dude, like I was like, Susie,
1: she already kicked him out. You don't have to keep smashing things. I'm you don't like- have to keep
0: in that. But also don't mock my family's traditions. <laughs> Come on. With the horseshoe and the mm-hmm. pants. Ah, <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm so good and then you have ernie just like ernie not was really having any very <laughs>
1: understated this weirdly understated this whole episode like you could tell he's you know he's he ventured and he met he messed with the unknown once he's like what Napping happened Apple. nothing Apple. happened it could have been horrible. <laughs> but it could have been horrible could have been struck dead <laughs> who knows it's like That's why they call it the unknown <laughs> perfect thanks ernie. Uh retroact better mr uh-huh. win too like- yes
0: Mr. Wynn, not with a like guttural smoker's voice, which mm-hmm. is—I'm glad that this was Mr. Wynn.
1: I think this is more. This is more the Mr. Wynn that I personally know and love. The very jovial, very sincere. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You uh, were saying before I interrupted. I, oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, we already kind of said this like uh, willy nilly uh, in prior, far back episodes, but just so everyone is aware of the score, uh, 100% uh, casting uh, David Cross as Oscar, and Danny DeVito as uh, Ernie Potts. We will reveal okay. our casting for Mr. Wynn uh, somewhere in the beginning of season three, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I would just, yeah, I'm just like Dream teaming this in my head. And I just, I just want this to happen so bad. (laughs) What, what really won me over for this episode was the art direction. I mean, we are, you already kind of talked about it with like the framing and stuff. But for me, it was just like the color palette for the boarding house. Like the boarding house felt like a completely different character here. Like it just felt like a straight up haunted house. The way they kind of like blew up their the proportions of the hallways felt like kind of like cavernous and stuff. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. actually, it was actually a pretty unsettling and mm-hmm. the grain of whatever they were using for the backgrounds, like, like, yeah. like, I don't know if it's like pastels or like kind of like colored pencils or something like that, but I, I loved it.
0: They did the lighting, what would be true to like 10 PM, 11 PM, yeah. which is what you saw on the clock at the start too. In a storm
1: granted as yeah. well too. Like I, yeah. I
0: think they did really, really good with the kind of like deep, deep blues that mm. you get mm-hmm. and because of the kind of like distortion of the hallways, you get those like really dark corners, which was really really good, mm-hmm. and that carries through when they find the secret staircase too. Like, the secret staircase was like literally like the one in The Conjuring, you know? Like it was <laughs> it was pretty it like, was pretty gnarly. It reminded me like, of
1: like Barbarian a little bit or something like that, or fucking or like Scary Movie three. I think I'm thinking yeah. of like other <laughs> hidden staircases. <laughs> one of the Evil yeah. Dead's one of them. I forget which one, but yeah, <laughs> all of them. All of them, I suppose. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, uh, Hidden Staircase is creepy. Before you find out that it's Grandpa, like the moaning, uh, somebody went off with the vocals there. They've got training because those were those were some impressive note registering.
1: Quick, uh, quick, while we're on this music uh, thing, I just uh, quick Phoebe's notepad check in. Grandpa uses the phrase Boney MARONI! Uh, which, yes. as an exclamation, when Arnold shows him, uh, f- I put F-E-J, for eyed Jack's glasses. Uh, Boney nice. Maroney is actually the name of a rock and roll song originally released in 1957, originally recorded by Larry Williams, um, where people most definitely danced. What is, what's the line from Walk Hard? Like, people come here every night to dance suggestively. God damn it. Dance erotically. It's, <laughs> erotically, erotically. Yes, it was definitely one of those. Uh, but yeah, very nice, kind of just like, boom 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 you know that kind of vibe rock and roll song if that's your jam check it out i heard boney maroney ray charles say boney maroney in shake a tail feather in the blues brothers so i thought it was a reference to that but this works Mm. too yeah Yeah. i like how he says mama loney i don't know what that is but i should probably look that up too yeah that was my phoebe's notepad for today thanks for the research no probs um love that did you check did you um i mean this is kind of a given i suppose but um did you notice that this episode gave us our first flashback glimpse of grandma. Yes. That blonde was grandma. blonde. And I'm like, okay, that's why Arnold's blonde. Cause like, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, cause in all of uh, Phil's flashbacks, he is a pretty like dark brunette boy. Yeah. But yeah. It was super weird. Yeah. Seeing like, damn, these people have just lived in this house forever. <laughs> like, forever.
0: I mean, they built it up.
1: That's true. <laughs> and like, it was yeah. pretty dope the way like that establishing shot too. Of uh, yeah, when forage ice the the, for, the establishing shot where you see like the unfinished overpass. I love that. That was like yeah. if Craig Bartlett ever throws that up on Etsy as a sell. I mean I'm not I'm not saying I'm gonna spend five hundred dollars for an official sell it's dope that he puts them out, um, but it would be cool to just see the sell of it. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I also glazed over, like I don't think that the characters really registered that whole like newspaper tornado thing. Dude, that was like well some enough.
1: poltergeist Ghostbuster stuff. <laughs> because,
0: that was, like, the only thing in the episode to, like, through, throughout their experiences, direct experiences, at least until the end, that is, like, actually indicative of... Supernatural Spectres. forces. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and they just kind of just move on and say, oh, give it the hell of it. It's going bad anyway. <laughs> hey, that chicken's so, my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> this chicken looks good. <laughs>
1: And that was well. That the halibut was. Uh, that was Mister Wynn's, His his loadout was the halibut. His weapon. His <laughs> weapon is so good, God. But
0: oh man, I was really confused about the length that Grandpa went to hide this bathroom yes. because all of the boiler room shit was there. And, like, it was actually a hidden thing in a closet with, Uh like, clothes in front of the
1: walkway. Bean stains, like, decades-old baked fried bean stains, like, set into the walls. or blood. Or blood. Or blood from Sephora Jack's (laughs) remains. That works, too.
0: And then, Gerald, one of us will be wrong, and what if it's me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it was. And it was, right before
0: Kevin from Sin City looks through the the door oh my god uh,
1: i just saw like i just saw a post of like how, how like weirdly you know how much like elijah wood participates and plays along when he does like con photo ops with people and yeah i was actually just thinking of sin city the other night because i saw jessica alba like on like some random roku thing and I'm like what's she doing now mm-hmm. and then i also remember how our our best friend had a Jessica Alba Sin City poster and in, in adorning the walls of his room. <laughs> so, but yes, right. Kevin from Sin City is total nightmare fuel. Absolutely, Sin City is a good watch
0: too. Yes, yeah. We also get never eat raspberries twice, which is mm-hmm. obviously the the moral for this. One hundred percent.
1: But raspberry cobbler sounds pretty good, though. It sounds bomb. That sounds really good. <laughs> it sounds hell good. Cobbler in general, honestly. Yeah,
0: because cobblers don't have like. The, they're not plagued with so much pastry like other pies. Yeah, are. it's just
1: topped with pastry. That's what kind of sets it apart, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh-huh.
0: is is cobbler the one that's topped with pastry or just it's open top and just crust on the bottom? Uh like, it's Bee on, it's no on, it's on
1: top. My roommates w- one time made like a peach cobbler, and I like kind of watched them make it, and they like just made it all in like a cast iron, and I was like, oh, that looks pretty, that's right. looks pretty doable.
0: <laughs> yes, covered with the biscuit yeah, or batter yeah. before being baked. Yes, hell yeah! Oh, that does sound really good. Damn. That looks easy to make too.
1: What the hell? Yeah, I kinda wanna maybe I should try making I mean berries are really expensive, uh, but Correct. So maybe I could get some at grocery outlet bargain market. Why
0: is Arnold holding the glasses while he sleeps?
1: Because he just I think he just likes kind of squatters, rights. Finders keepers, something like that. I accept. Yeah, I accept. And I mean, I don't know, he stretched him out with his giant crazy wide head like the yeah, light
0: fuck you arnold <laughs> you were doing so good the first half of this episode
1: we were all depending were, we were all depending on you
0: we really were <laughs> and then four-eyed jack is so wholesome uh
1: boo so good Just Found his glasses back. The blanket on
0: that's true no like no no nope. what a kind ghost but then that makes you wonder like is the story real then because mm-hmm. i mean why would he have been there or the glasses Uh and he was dressed i mean i feel like pretty appropriate to what grandpa's story was too
1: yeah i think this one everything was kind of on the level i mean similar to haunted train like the the engineer was real like yeah grandpa was like he like yeah again it was just this thing of like the story lines up with everything kind of conveniently and the point is like yeah the people who actually go through it don't actually really know like what happened I think that's usually going to be the case for all these kind of like horror, little horror vignettes. They're all true. Yeah. Like they're all actually true. There's one coming up that, uh, God, I'm like kind of dreading just because like the story itself freaked me out, but we'll get there. It's like two seasons off away, but.
0: Oh, I'm excited yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Come you'll know when to we get there.
1: For sure. For sure. I
0: love them. I love horror pieces. I want more of them. I enjoyed these. These were great episodes. Let's move on to wrapping things up mm-hmm. with our Mr. Simmons morals. Uh, Coach Wittenberg,
1: swallow your pride. Swallow, yeah, sure. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> swallow your pride and your strained Um Yeah. Find your zen. Find Put your, your zen. fingers in the holes. Use your, uh, you know, psychology can be used for constructive purposes for sure. Mm-hmm. And then on this one, I think, I mean, it, it is partially never eat raspberries because of the cobbler. Yeah, But I don't know, yeah. man. Like, don't go looking for ghosts and stuff. Like, I think that's just a personal a point of personal preference for me so i'm I'm projecting a little that's fair
0: that's fair (laughs) i think leading leading with skepticism but seeking the truth is
1: also i like that i do like that that. that's good that's a good one yeah i i settle for
0: both of those i I okay i think those are some good morals all right um next week we are going into season 2 episode 17 where we will uh see eugene go bad
1: <laughs> <laughs> and can we just do it now uh, what's Sorry. opera let's, let's, yeah. just give me an hour to watch them um, twice take notes let's just do it do this again right now please what's I'm, uh, yeah i'm
0: very excited because these are uh these are off the rails yes yes they are i'm <laughs> these, so happy this these is, are also off the rails this is,
1: this is these are all timers i mean we say that this a lot season but
0: finishes is off kind of strong doesn't it, it oh ca- my God. yeah
1: they kind of like swing they kind of really swing for the fences once more hell yeah i'm i well, yes i'm with it
0: that's great um i'm stoked thanks for joining us we will see you next time and as always with love and respect from the two of us here every raspberries